0: Podcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This podcast started as a combination of spite and the stray scientific effect because people on Facebook. Yeah, you know, a little bit of logical, a little bit of critical, would be really good. Just a little bit. Part of this is follow through of the old adage. Sometimes a jury. It's more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that, S-H-U-J-I-N, and I'll tell you where you can also find me momentarily, because there's news about all that. Uh, We're kind of missing folks. I'm not quite sure why, but we got at least more than me, so let's work with that. Top left-hand corner of North America, outside of Calgary, inside of Calgary, around Calgary. Calgary sits around him. It's close enough. Morning, evening, whatever the hell time it is for you, Dell. It's ten o'clock at night. I keep forgetting time zones.
1: God damn it. <clears throat> Hi. You need to switch to decaf, my friend.
0: Dude, it's bad enough. I've got uh I've I've got different drink tonight than normal. And I'll I'll tell you about that in a minute, though. Yeah, yes,
1: I, I know you have the different drink, but
0: the problem is you haven't started consuming it yet. No, I haven't. No, I'll explain to everybody in a couple of seconds why this is kind of weird and unusual and interesting for me. South from there and east just a little bit in midwest of the US. Good evening, Bridget. Good evening. And south of me into Pittsburgh, PA. Good morning, Joe. Good evening. Good evening. Yes. So like I uh, like I alluded to, yeah, I am I'm already I have already decided that tonight I'm going to be drinking my wine, the wine that I'm very uh, very pleased and proud to get every year. Um so I told uh, I, I told Bridget about this, but the gentlemen, I didn't I didn't tell you about this, um, Dallin. You 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 remember all too well that you, this is this is like my favorite alcoholic beverage. Yep. And uh, you know you, you guys know of course the story. Yep. Um, so here's here's the question because I'm going to pose it to Joe too in just a couple of seconds. You know full well that uh, my thing is I go and I get uh, a case of this stuff every year, 750 mils. It's a beautiful blue bottle. I love Mm -hmm. it. The bottle is blue. It's not the stuff inside that's blue. That's Romulan ale. We don't get that. That's illegal. Shut up. Uh, So it's it's 12 bottles, and I get one every year. The idea is that I have, you know, one bottle a month as an average. So by the time I go and get another case, you know, I'm pretty well empty. So, uh, Bridget, because I told you, you're ineligible to win any prizes here. Dallin, go ahead and take a Hmm. wild stab, because I'm going to ask Joe in a second, too. How many bottles do you think... I currently have left available, knowing full well that this
1: is one of them. Um, Given that this is, uh, well, close to the end, but it's still the seventh month, I would assume you're on your seventh bottle, which means you have that one plus five more in stock, which would put you at six.
0: Well, uh, you might want to redo your math. Um, I
1: pick up every September is the new case. Okay, so now you just threw me the curveball. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, no, no. That that I, I should have I should
0: have said that. That's my fault. It, it doesn't change. It doesn't change very much of anything. But yeah.
1: knowing that we are a, a month and uh, days uh, out. Okay, from- I would say in that case you are down to two bottles. Okay, Joe. See,
0: same for you. How many bottles do you think I still have left? Knowing that this is one. And you can hit that mute button anytime you like.
2: Yeah, that probably would help. I honestly have no idea.
0: That's fair. See, folks, I don't know is a perfectly valid answer. The answer is you ready for this one? Go ahead. I still have eight bottles left. This is one of eight. I don't know why. Actually, I do kind of know why. Remember when I drank a liter and a half of this stuff and I got, um, ill? hmm mm-hmm. I have not had a drop since then, and I'm finally going to go ahead and have some. in the... Because it's been too long, and I kind of need to toast at the end of the opening tonight. And, by the way, for those of you that uh, are kind of looking at the... Uh, Looking at the chalice that I've got, yes. The potion with the poisons in the flagon with the dragon. The vessel with the pestle has the brew that is true. So, yes, I'm going to be drinking out of the flagon with the dragon. Because, yeah. as Joey will tell us, alcohol is a poison.
1: Now, as you were talking earlier alcohol about... Alcohol is uh, also a solution.
2: It but is. it also tends to be the problem.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, you were talking earlier about... Um, you know, that's and Island. We don't drink that stuff. Um, go ahead and say it, and then I'll tell you. No, allow me to retort, if you will. Oh, good Lord, here it comes. What you're seeing on my screen is wine in a clear bottle. For those of you listening to the audio version of this show, the wine is blue. I'll be damned. Not just a shade of blue, very blue. Ooh. I'm going to have to look into this. I'm calling, um, photo- I'm calling Photoshop. Nope. It is, uh, it's is—it's a thing. Um, I've, I've actually done a lot of reading on this stuff. I can't remember who I got into this
2: conversation with a while back. But, yeah. Um, well, I'm just saying the uh, the pictures of the young lady having fun with her Glass. I'm just saying it look it. It very much looks photoshopped. Yeah,
1: uh, but needless to say, I have been to several uh, liquor stores around here to try to see if any one of them um has gotten has ordered it at least once before. And uh, as of yet, no. Um, but then again, this same liquor store. I was looking for the one that you have, Shujin, and this one place who let's just say they're reputable. Like Mm. they are, um, typically if you're looking for something, there's the the highest probability of anybody having it is them. Uh, they have bottles of scotch worth more than most used cars. Uh, they didn't have it and I've never actually heard of it. It
0: doesn't totally surprise me. I mean, it is a, it is a very small by comparison, uh,
1: vineyard. So still, I just, I remember the taste of it and, uh, I guess I'll just have to go on another one of these on-site trips where I actually have to check a bag and go to a liquor store and uh, pick up as much as my exemption will allow. Well, um, worst
0: case scenario, uh, I have to go up to Toronto next weekend. Well, I'm I'm going to Toronto next weekend for barbecue. Uh Um, Hopefully, I will not get a pie in the face. I'll explain about that another time. But, um, yeah, I I could always see about you know, um, getting over the border, asking DHL if they'd be very nice and happy to transport it. I don't think they'll do it. Well, let's uh, we'll we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll figure it out from there. So, as always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. I hope that you're gonna have yourselves a good time. Um, we've got uh, We've got stuff we're going to end up talking about tonight that, uh, fair warning, is probably going to be difficult at times, sensitive at best. So just be, be fairly warned that um, you may not necessarily be specifically emo- Pardon me, uh, emotionally hit by anything, but very likely you're probably going to get hit in the expectations area. It's fair warning. So keep that in mind. So for any of you that are planning on having a toast with me, by the way, like I said, I've got I've got my drink ready to go, and I'm thirsty, and I'm ready to go ahead and, and have some. No, I'm not going to drink the entire bottle. I learned my lesson last time. We was just talking with Bridget about that before we went to air. Yeah, one bottle is probably okay for me. Two bottles, not so much. She's probably smiling right about now, going, "Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep." Yeah, we've we found out uh, a liter and a half of uh, of wine is a little bit above and beyond my limit. So there we go. So we we'll figure it from there. So with uh, five minutes on the clock, tonight's freestyle starts right now. Bang zoom! Yeah, for those of us that remember what's otherwise referred to as classic television, you'll remember all too well. Bang, zoom, straight to the moon, Alice. The Honeymooners and Jackie Gleason, who at one time had a show before the motors He was quite the comedic actor and all, and well, there's a there's kind of a reason why I wanted to use that. See, for those of you that for whatever reason were living under a moon rock, you probably... Already know for well that as of this week, this is the 49th anniversary of humanity landing on the first celestial body in a manned capsule. Apollo 11 landed, and as a matter of fact, as of our recording right now, let me double check the timeline if i remember right uh about two hours from now 49 years ago the burn from the moon to return to earth happened uh again i would need to double check what the timeline is i know i've got it on the screen for myself somewhere but talking and reading at the same time yeah you should really try that sometime. it's really difficult yeah. but I was too young to remember it. I was only uh, a couple of months old. I was born in March of 69. And, you know, we're talking about July. Did I watch it? Yeah. Do I remember it? Oh, hell no. But I know for will it influenced me. Because I have loved the space program and NASA since I was a kid. Really, seriously. I even had uh, sketched out a little something rather for fun. Only to realize I was accidentally sketching out the Apollo 8 mission patch and didn't even realize it until all of a sudden I'm like, I know this. And for those of you that don't remember Richard Dreyfus, you really should watch some more movies from the late 70s. Humanity had its first step out of the cradle 49 years ago. And... As much as I would really love to be back, I unfortunately know full well it was a product of the Cold War. And that part sucks because once we were there, once we proved that we could do it, everybody else basically said, well, okay, you know, whatever. And said, why do we have to push? And then the United States said, well, why do we have to push? And then stopped. And that's disappointing. That was disappointing in the extreme. So, with hope, there will still be manned missions to the moon and beyond one day. Obviously, today is not that day. Be nice, though, wouldn't it? To have the equivalent of a candlelight vigil around the landing for Apollo 11. But I didn't want to just go ahead and do that because everybody's talked about that. With the minute that I've got left, I want to dedicate it to another anniversary this week. See, this week it should have been, it could have been, my 25th wedding anniversary on the 17th. And as you guys know full well, unfortunately, that simply hasn't happened. Instead, it's the 13th wedding anniversary without my lady after we were together for 12 of them. I still remember it. I still remember what it was like knowing full well that she was going to be coming in through those double doors and instead of turning and looking like everybody else, I stayed looking straight and waited. I wanted to see her when she first stepped up next to me. And I have to tell you, there has never been a more beautiful person in my life. So for me, I was completely and utterly over the moon. and That's why I decided that tonight was a good time to go ahead and re-drink the wine that we loved so much. So, to NASA, to Apollo, to Fujin, and maybe even much more importantly, to the thousands upon thousands of lives that it took to bring all of us, all of them, together in that one beautiful moment. Thank you all. To you. That stuff still tastes really good, man. Mm. This is episode 219 on the docket, Your Honor. To protect and serve. Now, I was trying to figure out what i wanted to call the episode and you you guys know for well that i try to try to come up with something that's kind of catchy kitchy whatever but as i was writing up the uh, the overall on this one it dawned on me just how ubiquitous the expression is how much we expect that to be what the police are known for and again it could be by any other name it could be the police that could be the constable sheriff deputy whatever you get the idea as a matter of fact it was even parodied in the first live action transformers movie to punish and enslave i believe is what was written on the side of one of the decepticon cars That was impersonating a police officer's car, so you you get the idea. But it's not exactly going to be an easy one tonight because we know what we should expect. And we know for well that it doesn't always play out that way. And we're going to kind of talk it through the goods and the bads and their reasons. We'll get into some of them, not completely all of them for decent enough reasons but we'll come up with that anyway now normally of course heretic woman would be here and tech would be here and joseph would be here and don't don't really know where any of them are at the moment but the invites are out to them and I'm sure for well that I will hear something if one of them didn't get the invite for whatever reason we'll see but with uh, heretic woman not here at the moment all I can tell you is that I don't have any new information for you guys on rafe Badawi uh, the only news that's recirculating at this point is the one about uh, NSF being sworn in as a Canadian citizen, which is actually old news, but it's recirculating because, well, you know, it kind of does that every once in a while. So if you're seeing that, you know, you it's not like you're missing out at the moment because no news happens far more frequently than new news. However, because of that. As of the recording of tonight's show, this is now six years, one month, five days, since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family, man. We're still waiting. So, knowing full well that we've got uh, stuff to talk through, like I said, there, there's going to be pieces that we're going to have to be dealing with, and... Um, I just want to make sure that I uh, hit everybody. So over in the live chat at the moment, please, of course, if you're watching, please take advantage. Stephanie, I know that you're over there, and thanks for chiming in early, as a matter of fact, even. And Trippin, I do see you over there. And um, due to weather, I might be fading in and out. Uh, Trippin, just be safe. Most important piece. Don't worry about it, man. You can always catch up on the show afterwards. We'll be here. Assuming I don't have a power problem again it's a whole other thing I think I think what I'd basically need to do is just get a new UPS entirely I mean yeah I replace the batteries but I get the funny feeling the trip and circuit is not you is <laughs> kind of gotten a little screwy at this point thank you by the way um oh yeah and I almost forgot by the way um I did record uh, another episode of the imaginary Friend show where the the Friends show with jake for wharton whatever the hell he's calling it at this point i said it was the imaginary friend show and he, he's just like oh i haven't called it that in two years Oops. i don't like change uh, whatever you know it, it's it's what i call it it's it's what comes up on my podcatcher. you don't like it tough you just i don't care yeah i, I, I think that
1: would be i think that would be the best question there it's like okay what what is the official name of the podcast as it appears in people's podcatchers?
0: Yep, that would be uh, that would be about it. So yeah, kind of- because because
1: trust me, as as someone who has you know a little bit of experience uh, being able to uh, alter the names of things for one perspective, but um, still has to preserve the original name sort of in the background for other reasons. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it can get really sticky really fast yes it does doesn't it yeah uh
0: tripping uh just don't put foil on the fuses no no that's not that's not the problem at all problem is every once in a while i will have a flicker in the power i don't know if it's voltage i don't know if it's amperage but for whatever reason my, my ups will end up kicking over in the battery and even though everything's just perfectly fine with the mains, it won't switch back, which is annoying, as you can probably well imagine, because yeah. that means that I have to shut down the computer, and then it'll release and then realize, oh, the mains are good? Okay. Anyway, it's long, long and sordid history. You guys who are listening to the podcast, I'm sorry, you can you can fast forward until about now so that you can skip all that boring shit good luck there you're welcome meta joke you're welcome whatever so uh reminding uh reminding our panelists that remember there are certain things you probably shouldn't talk about and there's some things that you probably are going to want to that you shouldn't just please keep in mind that whatever it is that you say may be held against you in a court of law
2: thank you very much for well, the dead
0: horse. Well, there's 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 reasons for that because look, it the... was it was dead when I found it. Okay, so for those of you that don't know who Commander Yamix is, uh you can go look him up later. No, is as, as a matter of fact, uh there are there are a couple of folks who've got stories that may or may not necessarily
2: be um sensitive. I guess probably the best way to put it. Please putting... be observant of the statute of limitations. Yeah.
0: Uh, Hence the reason why uh, I'm kind of basically saying, look, I'm putting it out there for all of us because I don't want anybody out there to kind of be questioning, okay, what story does that one have because I I just want to kind of keep it left out that way. Because let's remember, my dad was a cop and we know full well how kids of pastors can kind of be a little um, ornery yeah, I'll just kind of leave that out there like that okay I'll I'll, I'll leave it this way yes, there was one time that before I moved up here I had to be driven to my part-time job in the back of my dad's police cruiser I will leave it at that. And if anybody really wants to find out what the story was, I'll be more than happy to explain it later. So we'll just kind of leave it at that. So there you go. Spoilers. Um, I'm the kid of a cop. What are you going to do? Anyway. So, um, and, uh, Trippin, by the way, saying, uh, I plead the fifth. Uh, that's actually really funny. Because that came up during Jake For Wharton's show, and he wanted me to explain. Okay, what does it mean to actually take the fifth? What's what's the point of that? And I actually gave a really good, quick explanation. That'll be for another time. We'll deal with that. Um, so I don't know who wants to open with what, uh, Joe. Since you were kind of the instigator for it, I don't know if you want to open with anything particular. I know full well
2: that you've got stories, and that we've all got stories. I've got many, many stories. Um, to be honest, I can re- I can remember just about every single encounter that I have had with police going from when I was in middle school dealing with our dare officer Mm. uh, for not, not like because I needed to deal with our dare officer, but because you know we had a dare officer, okay. Uh, and before you go any further. Uh, might want to
0: go ahead and explain what D.A.R.E. is, because I'm sure that there are some folks that are like,
2: uh, oh. D.A.R.E.? Wait, is what? Now I'm trying to remember exactly what the acronym stood for. I want to say Drug Abuse uh, Resistance Education. Something to that effect. Effectively,
0: that's what it's supposed to be. Anyway.
2: Yes. That's exactly what it means. 10 well,
0: points. 10 points, Joe. Bing, bing, go. bing. Yes, 10 out of 11 points right there.
2: Good. Going on. Um, I remember the very first time I got pulled over. It was Officer Henderson of the Washington Courthouse Police Department. Uh, it was at the corner of Wood and I don't remember. <laughs> I was 16 years old, and I was pulled over for failure to stop at a stop sign on a bicycle. Okay, now see, let me let me now, pause you there a second. No, no, I... I have a point on this because okay. this was something I was not aware of at the time that I am very much aware of now. Under most states under their uh, mo- uh under their road vehicle codes a bicycle is a road vehicle and is subject to all the laws uh and regulations pertaining thereto. Yep. Meaning that all you bicycle jockeys out there don't worry, I'm one of them too. Um, you pull up to a stop sign, you better friggin' stop. Uh, the, the
0: I know for well, there's going to be a lot of folks that are going to be like, Well, no, wait a minute, why do the Department of Motor Vehicle Bureau regulations apply to uh, something that is very definitely not a motorized vehicle? Well. Here's the reason and the rationale. Well, it's because you're sharing the same roadway, so you need to be basically behaving the way that everybody else
2: is, regardless of whether or not you've got an actual motor other than your legs. It's it's not really the motor thing. Most states don't even use Department of Motor Vehicles as an acronym anymore, or, or as an actual department name. They use Department of Transportation.
0: Well, that mm, that that depends on a whole bunch of different areas. Uh, for instance, here in New York, it is still Department of Motor Vehicles because the Department of Transportation are the ones that actually handle, for instance, the roadways themselves and the regulations that go with those and maintaining the uh, the regulations for
2: who's allowed and not allowed. And commercial traffic, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I have done some recent looking up of my own. Uh, For example, uh, in the state of Pennsylvania, you are not allowed to pass in a no-pass zone unless it is a bicycle. And you uh, as long as you can verify that there is no oncoming traffic and you give that bicycle four feet of space when passing. Mm Hmm.
0: Wait, that technically means that if you've got a bicycle that's effectively
2: on the shoulder, you're not allowed to pass them in a no-passing? No, that's what I'm saying. If you're in a no-passing zone and there's a bicyclist on the road adhering to the usual, you know, within three feet of the shoulder of the road. Gotcha. You can pass that bicyclist again, as long as you can verify there is no oncoming traffic. And be you give them four feet of leeway. Gotcha. All right, well, learn something new tonight. Speaking of um,
0: something new tonight, by the way, looks like we got somebody who finally joined us just outside of Washington, D.C. Good morning on Renault Tech. Good that you were able to make it. You doing okay tonight?
3: Yep. Um, We're getting really heavy rains
2: down here, so when... Lucky you... <laughs> yeah. No, no, I will get on to that in a moment, but go go ahead. Well, so
3: I took the umbrella, I took my son to go see uh Hotel Transylvania 3 at the local theater, which by the way, anybody here who gets a chance to watch it, it was very good. It was very entertaining. Yeah, some of the things you were able to go, yeah, it's probably gonna go this way, and you're right. But it's still fun to watch because it was well done. <laughs> Gendi Tartakovsky produced it. And he has done some amazing work when it comes to cartoons. Um, yes, I am a Powerpuff Girl fan. But, so but anyway, my question,
1: my, my my question to the audience, uh, does he still say bleh, bleh, bleh. blah blah blah, blah 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 <laughs> blah <laughs> blah? Yes, he did. It I got into great. this convo with my sister today. Uh, we were, uh, we went to the movies too. I went and saw Ant Man and the Wasp today.
3: Yeah, it was fantastic. That was fantastic too. Yeah.
1: And uh we were talking about movies like Tomorrow. He's going to go see uh Mama Mia and I gracefully bowed out.
3: Hey, uh hey. that
1: No, no, no. It's that's a Netflix movie for me. Um I, plus I've okay. got I have stuff to do tomorrow anyways, but uh but then we saw that Hotel Transylvania and she was talking about maybe wanting to go see that just for fun. And then the blah 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 up. <laughs> and of course we're cackling all the way to the order to our seats. So um, I,
3: I earlier today from like, God, somewhere around like six o'clock in the morning to almost two o'clock in the afternoon, my backyard, because I have tall trees in it, the amount of rain that was coming down, it looked like a rainforest. So I brought the umbrella with us. I get out of the theater. I have the umbrella being held at an angle like this. Cause the rain's coming down hard and blowing sideways so it's just like me and my son were like this behind the umbrella and we're like this is okay we're okay you know our legs are getting a little bit of it but we're fine overall then we see the car apparently the uh parking lot is deceptively um it has a dip to it yeah yeah and the dip is not easy to see and i parked in the middle of it so, my feet were covered by this much water, which for those of you watching is about, oh, I don't know, what, three, 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 four inches. Because yeah, we're not measuring from the anus here. So, um, so, my shoes were soaked. My socks were soaked, both of us. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we're going to be driving very slowly going home because there's probably, oh, look, we're not going that way because that road is blocked off right now. Sure. <laughs> yeah so sorry for being late but uh yeah. i blame the rain
0: so it's okay um
2: blame it on the rain
0: yeah thanks i was i was exactly thinking about that too um, I
2: blame it on the
0: you can you can do that uh tech for what it's worth if you had actually worn your kiss boots you wouldn't have <laughs> this problem you know <laughs> you mean so,
3: my galoshes
0: you want to wear your rubbers it's fine i would much rather wear you know what different different show entirely
3: you know what i I already have one kid wearing a rubber is a really good idea
0: uh you know what completely different show we'll just move on from there (laughs) anyway so yeah i my first pullover oh god the first
3: my first pullover was blue oh we're not talking about clothes are we
0: no (sighs) ah i had bought my at that point brand new car 1988 honda civic hatchback literally bought it three days before and drove it from long island to fredonia the opposite end of the state overnight and as I'm getting close to making the turn off of the long stretch of highway to turn north, finally, Woo! two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, I'm on a completely deserted straight away. And I'm just like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and just, I know it's early in the morning, but okay, I just want to go ahead and just bring it up to speed a little bit more. Oh, look, there's a couple of humps in the middle. of. Oh, damn it. I didn't have a car. I don't even remember. All I know is that I, I probably scared the bejesus out of the guy because I had been driving all night and into the morning. I had nothing in the car at that point. Other than, you know, the, the stuff for the trip. So when I had to produce the insurance and the, you know, the proof of id and and the whole thing i actually had to tell him look i need to go into the back of the car because i'm pretty sure my paperwork is back there because i literally just bought the car like three days ago and i you know thinking back on it now that this is 1988 sorry 89 89 um probably wasn't the smartest of ideas at the time but as a kid, yeah, I was twenty years old. The hell did I know? And I was super stupid, tired. What did you run over? No, no, no. I, I didn't run over. I was over the speed limit. Hmm. I was well enough over the speed limit.
3: What are you? Who? I think Stop. the highest. I think the highest I got up to was over one hundred twenty-five in a nineteen seventy Monte Carlo. See, I don't know the exact speed I hit because my speedometer went up to 90, and my buddy who was following me in one of his in one of those little souped-up mini cars. Um, this was uh, this was 1998 or ni- no 1999. Um, I had a 97 uh, uh, or 70 a 1978 Monte Carlo, the V8 with the four-barrel carburetor. That car, when you got it up to speed, just kind of floated on the, like the old cars do, mm. floated on the highway. And mm-hmm. we're on I-95 North, I think, because we're in Virginia. And um I told him, he wanted to see how fast the car could go. And I said, dude, the speedometer goes up to 90. I've been up to 90 in this thing before, but I don't know how fast I'm going beyond that. He's like... Well, mine goes up to, you know, he had, he had an aftermarket speedometer that went up to something like two hundred whatever, you know, on built in the dash with the, uh, the other thing that measured the RPMs of the engine. Yeah, he had with one of those Yeah, he did all that crap to his car. He's one of those kind of car guys. We worked together at the time, and we had just gotten off work, and I was like, okay, well, you know, they're not really doing. The, the, we knew the patterns of the police me because I just like to go fast him because he liked to race and so I was like okay you know such and such section isn't going to be monitored right now if we can run from here to here we probably won't get caught let's see what we can get it up to just fall behind me he's like okay sure so I'm getting it up to speed I'm past 90 at this point I have no idea how fast I'm going all of a sudden I see his high beams flash and he starts to pull over he's like okay we've got to cut it short so I pull over I get out, I walk, you know, I walk back to him. I was like, dude, what's wrong? And he's sitting there and he's like white knuckling the steering wheel. I was like, dude, you're over 125. I've never gone that fast. It's like, what do you mean you've never gone that fast, dude? You say you race. He's like, yeah, but we do these short little stretches. We never have a chance to get that high. I was like, oh, you pussy.
2: (laughs) I am not going to say anything self incriminating. All I can say is a. Honda VF700 weighs about, well, to be fair, about 700 pounds with me on it. And uh, V45 engine with 700 cc's? Need I say more? Uh,
0: I believe the expression that you're looking
3: for is uh, mega force. Nope.
0: I'm not the only one that gets that
3: reference, right? <laughs> My dad had a. Um a Suzuki uh, It was a 1500 CC and he let his good buddy drive it, ride it. And he warned him. He said, now listen, you got to take it slow or it's going to fly right out from underneath you. And he's like, I know what I'm doing now. You, mind you, both these guys are over six foot tall men. These are not small guys. And my dad's like, just take it slow. And he's like, all right, all right. He's revving it. R-r-r-r-r-r-r. Mind you, this is story from my dad to me. Because I wasn't born yet. And he lets up on the clutch and the bike goes. Nye-hoo! Flips him right over.
0: That's what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, so far we've got is relatively innocuous. In, in innocuous. Mm-hmm. No, the the wine isn't taking hold of me just yet. I'm just dumbass. Mm-hmm. You're welcome.
3: Uh are we gonna talk about accidents we've had? Because no no, 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 we're act, not.
2: We we've we've done a little bit of a sidetrack here because what we're actually talking about tonight is law enforcement. Right now, the reason why I let this particular thing go on
0: is that so far we're not perfect. Well, not just that, but that so far none of us had gone ahead and and needed to say And let me tell you what that asshole did. We haven't said that yet. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) Now, before we get to that, however, once upon a time, and I can get away with this, once upon a time, my dad told me about a story. And like I said, he was a beat cop for a long time, 30 years. And... He was dealing with some kids, mid-teens, who were giving him... What in running running their mouth? Which a lot of food, teens do. Which which they will. And he finally got... Which is got, normal, by the way. Yeah. Now, to, to be fair, I don't remember if it was my dad or if it was one of his buds in, in the precinct. And this would have been mid-70s. So, finally after not having it because okay that's enough of this goes ahead and and tells the two kids okay you you're getting in the car why would i do you get in the car you're coming in from Mopry. what what the hell is and then the, his friend is just like wait a minute what the hell is this? you want to go in as an accessory to mopery no go away no, no, don't worry about it. So, kid gets in the car. I don't remember if we put a cup on him, it doesn't matter. Took him to the station. <laughs> so, the guy is uh, the guy is getting walked in, you know, by the shoulder. Desk sergeant looks over. Hey, uh, what do you got there? Looks at the kid, looks at the desk sergeant. I'll let you know. Walks him into the back room where the big heavy metal desks are. you remember the good old industrial metal desks? Oh, God. Gets My
3: office still has one.
0: From the office there, from on top of the filing cabinet, gets the Book of Laws, the tome, the big-ass, heavy, thick tome. If you're watching live on camera, this will make sense. That would have been about this thick, when
2: the book uh, that like ins- the I'm book that to... inspired throwing the book at you back when that meant something more than oh hell yeah oh hell yeah so this the, the book in,
0: in quotation marks the book was an old tome that had the laws in it it would have been a good 7 8 inches thick Heavy binding on it, mm-hmm. so brings it over to the desk. Remember, big old industrial metal desk. Boom! Right on top of the desk, right in front of the kid. What's that? Shush! Flip, flip. F- yeah, you did this. So we got you for this. What was that? Sh-sh-sh-sh. Flip, flip, flip. Flip, yep, this one over here too, so I can charge you with this one. What is that? Mm, you know. Look, I really don't want to be bothered doing the paperwork, so here's what we can do. I can either do the paperwork and write you up for, well, I'm probably sure I can find a couple of other things in here, or we can call your mom. It was a hard decision at the time. <laughs> but- <laughs> eventually mom came down to this day we do not know if the kids survived the night very likely did but you get the point now I'm bringing up this particular story because there are times where back in the day the police were allowed to kind of up the asshole quotient enough to get a point across without really doing damage to somebody. You'll find out why I'm kind of going there in a minute. Was it right? It's hard to say exactly because was it legal? Probably not. But, You brought somebody in for safekeeping so that they wouldn't instigate a problem with other people into official place where they could be kept safely until their guardian came down to
2: retrieve them. You could make an argument for that. Something we could put under the term of street justice. Uh, yeah, this is vigilanteism.
3: Yeah, no, that's not
2: that that is particularly that vigilantism, posseism, though those are very different from what we're ta- discussing. You okay, okay, we'll, we'll, mob, we'll go with that. mob justice that's what it's considered. Okay, okay,
0: um, I, I can go with that now. Like I said, the reason why I want to bring that particular story up is that there, there had been times stories like this have happened and it's ultimately for a good purpose if it's kind of assholish uh scaring the hell out of a kid maybe not such a great idea but um making sure that the family knows what they were up to and why again the legality is kind of hit or miss there but ultimately you it's kind of hard for me to be able to say, you know, might make right or it's just by the means or all that bullshit. It, it It's one of those areas where I'm not quite sure if it was good or bad, but you see where we're going now. I got you there because we're probably going to end up with the rest of the show. Not exactly in that wheelhouse mm. because we've had problems with that. And we'll kind of tell you about that in a couple of moments. However, almost the remainder of the hosts have shown at this point. So finally joining us this morning from Paris, France, Joseph. Good morning. Good morning. Glad you're able to make it. Yawn. Yeah, I know. Rubbing eyes.
2: How do you say, what, what are common terms you refer to the police in France? Common terms.
4: Uh, They call them chickens. Poulet uh really yeah the common term to describe them is fleek it's kind of like a slang term for cop ah
2: basically well well, for example officially speaking we we in america would refer to them as police officer what Mm -hmm. would would the official common uh title be for uh france
4: Oh, boy. It's complicated because you've got municipal police, you've got national police, you've got uh, gendarmes, uh, you've got CRS,
1: okay. national. So what uh, What would the gendarmes be? That's actually the first word that popped into my head when, when the question came up.
4: The gendarme <laughs> is the division of police. It's close to the army, actually. Yeah. Uh, actually,
2: literally of the army. I believe the French gave a Roman, or not Roman, a Russian Tsar the title of Gendarme of Europe because of the interlocking... This was pre-World War I, uh because of the uh, interlocking uh, treaties and such. You know, they they pretty much... Russia had the biggest army at the time. Granted, it was... Well, for the time, I suppose they had kind of caught up with everybody but you know they had the biggest army and so they had a lot of weight to throw around so <laughs> whenever somebody w- was starting to look like they I think it was Nicholas the the something I don't remember but
0: the reason why they had all that weight to throw around is because they were all bulked up for the winter and they had all the winter gear yeah <laughs> that's, that's called back to a lot of shows guys <laughs> Uh Joe appreciates that one. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no. Wait a second, uh, really quickly though, uh, Joseph, uh, calling them chickens, pou- poulet. Now, I'm I'm guessing that that is a- equivalent to in English calling police coppers, because yeah. they they used to have uh, the buttons on their on their jackets, the long jackets, the big long heavy jackets, were actually copper, and that's that's what stuck. So poulet is is. Th- basically how? because it's police or spelled similar how did you make that comparison uh because spelled i would ex- similar,
4: pule, uh, p- I have no idea why they call them pule yeah but it'd be closer to like people calling <laughs> cops pigs
2: yeah that's what came to mind for me mm-hmm. ah. i i assumed that it was a derogatory term
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah okay i in
0: that case, mm-hmm. I, I I withdraw the question, Your Honor.
4: Maybe pigs are held in higher esteem here. I don't want to insult pigs. Bad.
0: could <laughs> <That> be. <laughs> um, I was not going to get into that. <laughs> well, too yeah, big. we. Well, <laughs> we... <laughs> now, sorry see, about that. No, no, no. That's 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 okay. Uh, I I was intentionally trying to steer away. From, well, originally. Trusty or away from that, because I don't like to get into the name calling thing. Yeah, now, I, I understand. Oh, nobody's Who's name calling here. No, 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 no. But it, it's it, an it, interesting it. thing. Where did that
4: come from? It's an interesting question. Everybody loves etymology. I, truth be told, I have no idea. Okay, and even cops as pigs. Why pigs? And in North America.
0: I don't remember, but I think that's something that kind of came out in the 70s, at least here in the U.S. I don't remember. All I remember is that uh, I remember them being called uh, Kodaks, uh, uh, no, a Kodiak, a bear, because it was a it was a Kodiak with a Kodak, which was a CD slang term for a police officer with a radar gun. Oh, my God. I can't believe what kind of a freaking nerd I am. James. <laughs>
1: can i can i one up you then oh please <laughs> well no i started looking around um joseph you mentioned the the term uh, fleek mm-hmm. for uh, for police in france it's a very interesting answer as to what the origin for it uh, for it is uh fleek was introduced in france as a deformation of uh flige used by the Yiddish inhabitants of Paris as a slang term for policemen. Uh, fliege means fly in German, and it came to mean policeman because at the beginning, especially in France, the police was a political police tracking down opponents and such. Um, and effectively the fly on the wall. Yeah, pretty, yeah, exactly. In short, mispronunciation of the Yiddish slang fliege, fly, meaning spy, then police, uh, incorporated into french by the yiddish population in paris so basically
0: it was their way of saying that they were the they were the spies all over the place they were the they were the fly on the wall listening to everybody else's conversations yeah, <laughs> ah. yeah
4: everybody shuts up when there's a policeman in the room well uh, you you get that feeling, not
3: me yeah well
0: that's because you're an asshole
3: no, it's because I'm stupid.
4: And when I say everybody, I mean most people. No,
0: it, and and it's it's fair enough. There's there's reasons for that, unfortunately, but be that as it may. Um, okay, so having gone that side, what were we talking about
4: originally? By the way,
0: well, I got... I, I'm gonna
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna show you how. It is there a theme to
0: this show? It, well, like I said, uh, I'm gonna show you why we kind of spent the first half almost to get to this point generally speaking we for the most part for the most part have a respect for the office of police officer not for an individual but for the office of generally speaking now we I know for so. well yes absolutely oh. hmm. now we know for well that the the job of the police peace officer deputy sheriff constable, whatever term you want to use for it, is not an easy one, and it's not something that everybody should do. And a lot of times there are a lot of people that probably should be doing it, and that's kind of part of the rest of the story at this point. Because we've had, unfortunately, situations where we've dealt with cops, police, They really, really shouldn't be doing the job and really shouldn't have been doing the job since day one. Now, to be fair, uh, I did mention uh, before we got started with the show tonight that Dummy Me probably should have gotten in touch with uh, Bobby Carey because he's been a cop and would probably have a couple of things to say about on on the topic from having been inside the force. So, you know, maybe we'll revisit this later and we can talk with Bobby about his stuff another time but where we're going to go at this point is really the pieces about the guys that are doing the job that really shouldn't partly with the idea of venting a little bit but also partly with making sure that people understand what the what the signs are that they should be looking for and if they see it to kind of be a little bit more wary about what they do and what they say and who acts on their behalf because um bad things happen when somebody's got all the power and you kind of don't I think that's uh I think that's a fair way of summing it up then right Joe mhm so um Bridget, I know that you you said that you'd got your thing. Uh, I don't know at what point you want to go ahead and bring yours to the table. So I'll just let you know that whatever point you want to throw it in, you know, you you know for well you've got the free reign to just go ahead and do that.
5: Yeah, you know I'll that. do it later. Okay.
0: No, that's that's perfectly see the, that's one of the things about operating a show like this. Every once in a while it's really tough to know who should have which story at what point. So Try to try to balance all that is is real difficult, especially when you're dealing with something like this. So, um, Joe, I know for well that you've you've got your pieces, and at this point, considering that this is more influenced by you,
2: whatever point you want to go ahead and start leaning towards, feel free, man. i um, well. You know, I'm um, not go- I am not going to name names, and I'm not going to name places or anything of that sort. Well, with the exception, except, with the exception of one uh i'm just going to name the place one of my well quite literally my very first time being arrested i was freshly home from my first deployment and i had just bought a car specifically a nineteen ninety three I want to say 93, 1993 green Chevy Corsica okay well the fact that you're arrested for driving
0: something that looks like that is in and of itself just perfectly valid to me.
2: Mm. Yeah. Literally had just picked it up off the lot had done all this all the paperwork had the little uh temp tag on it uh, from the dealership and was a a friend of mine in my uh, platoon had actually taken me up there to pick it up and he was leading and I was following him back to base. (coughs) We get to the front gate uh, which is typically guarded by contractors. So these are civilian personnel. Okay. Um, he gets to the gate, does his little check-in, shows them his ID. He goes on through. I get to the gate. I pull up. I stop. Give him my ID. Takes a look around the car. Comes back around. Um, you don't have a registration plate. What? You, you don't have a plate. The plate, well, you know, I'll get to that later. Um, I, I explained that I had just bought the car and that I had a plate from the dealership and or, well, the cardboard tag, whatever the hell it's supposed to be. And uh, he said, well, tell you what, I have to call this in. Just pull it into the side lot over there. They'll probably just have you leave it here until you can get a tag for it. So I did that. One of the Fort Gordon MPs shows up. I I won't name I won't say his name or his rank or anything of that sort. What I will say is that he was co- uh, largely known as Napoleon. Somebody had a complex, and Napoleon had an issue with my unit, namely the number of individuals who had, picked on him, and made fun of him from my unit. Granted, remember, I was still fairly new to the unit. I mean, literally, just a few... We just got back from deployment, and before that, I had only been there about a month. So, uh, he comes over, asks, asks me, you know, my name, rank, yada, yada, yada. Uh, what unit are you with? I give him my unit. And he just gives this bit of a smile. Step out of the car, please. I get out. Tells me to uh, lean against the side of the car with my hands on the hood. Frisks me. And then puts my hands behind my back. Handcuffs me and says, you're coming with me. So I get taken down to the MP station, put in a cell for operating an unregistered vehicle. This is Super Bowl Saturday. Or Super Bowl Sunday, excuse me.
3: So you're not getting out anytime soon.
2: My lieutenant comes in after about an hour Having to come ho- come from home from watching the game is f- absolutely livid with me. I'm released into his custody. I, I am given a pink slip to show up at court. Now court traffic court is a little different for on post offenses you have to see an officer in of the army in this court. You don't see a judge. Uh, it was about two weeks before the traffic court convened. They, they convene it like every, say, third Friday on, of every month. So I went in uh, and I waited my turn. And when my number was called up, I came up. And before I can say anything, and before he even says anything, he's sitting here reading, <coughs> reading his copy of the slip. And he's like, "This isn't even a moving violation. Remanded to the judgment of your unit uh, of your unit CO. Get the hell out of here." That's it. Like the guy. Napoleon just wanted to screw me over and waste my time, out of spite.
0: And you saw it happening as soon as, uh, as soon as you said which unit you were with. Now, well, no, I didn't. That's the thing.
2: I, I. Oh, you didn't really know it at the time. I didn't know about it at the time. Uh-huh. It wasn't until after this. That, you know, because, you know, it happened Super Bowl weekend. Of course, word got around. And so everybody in my unit sitting here ribbing me. And they, they ask who, who, what officer was that arrested me when I told them, Oh, Napoleon. And that's when it all made sense. Yeah. Brilliant. Turned out that the tag, which had been attached magnetically, Again, probably not the best idea. But uh, it was just a few... It it was maybe three-quarters of a mile from uh, the front gate. It just simply bumped off and was off on the side of the road.
0: Okay. So, to be fair, you didn't have the tag on at the time... Mm-hmm. but the vehicle was valid
2: otherwise yes and again the person who stopped me was not a law enforcement officer he was a, con- a contracted security officer so by the he had me pull over into the side lot which means that the vehicle was stationary when the mp showed up so it was not a moving violation that that was the colonel's that was the colonel's uh way of thinking about it so
0: okay okay um so to be fair um yeah there, there, there's pieces about that that's just there's, there's a little bit of
2: but gritty-ish. you can you can imagine why a, a, a even a civilian security officer might Look twice at a vehicle pulling up to a federal installation with no tags on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Military base uh, with with questionable uh, authenticity. Yeah, that's, that's definitely reason for, you know, um, yeah, we should really go over the numbers a little bit further.
2: That makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Not only that, Joe's behind the wheel, so, you know. Well, all right, let's face it. Well, hey, at least this story didn't end with the vehicle uh, on anything but its wheels and on fire. That's a good holes. point. Unfortunately, there are many stories of mine that do.
0: <laughs> well, fortunately, most of them don't end with bullet holes in them, and I'm very glad that your name isn't Sonny. Oh, I don't know. I've
2: only driven once through Jersey, never again. Yeah, That's a, that's a, that's a callback to an old movie, guys. You should... Probably watched that once through Kentucky, never again.
0: Yep, yeah, there's that. So, yeah, there there are levels of dickishness that can happen. And to be fair, the
2: the colonel you said is who it was. Uh, the colonel was uh, acting as the judge for the traffic court. Okay, so to be fair,
0: the colonel may have been. A dick in the nice way. Well, he, no, he wasn't the one being the douchebag. No, 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 oh. no, 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 wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Because in order for the vehicle to have gotten there, it would have had to have been in motion by the person that was brought in, which that would be a moving violation. Hold on. However, if the write up was specifically this vehicle here with this person that was with it is being brought in for a moving violation, but I can't prove that they were the one that drove it over here. And that's the way that I'm writing it up. I can see the Colonel going ahead and saying, um, yeah, he can't prove that you were doing what he's implying that you were doing. So, you know what? Screw him because I know he's a dick anyway. Mm. Like I said, dickishness can work both ways.
2: It could be for a good thing or it could be for bad thing. But, but you, again, this this is somewhat of an abnormal situation because this is military police. It's a bit different. Yeah, I have not
3: yet had the pleasure of engaging with the military police, the navy police that I uh, have down here on the base.
2: I forget what they and call I
3: it. I don't and, and I really don't ever want to engage. In a manner where I have caused them to come see me, so much to the angst of the people behind me. Typically, I drive the speed limit when I'm on federal property.
0: Oh hell yeah! Cruise oh, control. Yeah. Cruise control is a wonderful thing, people.
3: Yep. And see, the thing is, is they up, the, up, up the the uh, penalty. You know, you get a speeding ticket. You know, just doing five over the speed limit on federal property as a contractor, you could find you're done that that's it. It's a federal offense. You're because you're on federal property. Your job is gone.
2: Yeah. Uh, for the army, they're MPs. Um, for the Navy and Marine Corps, they are, they're MAs masters masters at arms. And for, uh, the Air Force—they are SF or Security Forces. Gotcha. Actually, we can double check that,
0: Bridget. Um,
2: memory serves you were
0: Air Force, right? Yes. So that—that that sounds about right to you. Give or take.
5: Um, that I don't know. I just know that when I was on base, I was very yeah. careful to do exactly the speed limit. <laughs> yeah.
2: They—they uh, they, the Air Force has also been known as military police from there uh from back in their uh army detachment days um uh, oh, yeah. air air police and security police but right now it's sf security forces
0: yeah oh which by the way kind of reminds me um yeah also a uh a, a shout out and a toast to uh Adrian Cronauer who passed away this
3: past week so oh.
0: for those of you that don't know
3: anyway you know I I did get in trouble with a uh, county police officer once in, in Virginia. I won't say which county. But to uh, put it mildly, I ended up getting pulled over on the side of the road, and then I received a lecture. And at the end of the lecture, now, mind you, the police officer is not giving me a conversational lecture. This guy is screaming at me. Lovely. The guy was over six feet tall, and mm. I'm not going to mention skin color because it's immaterial. It was just a guy in a uniform with authority over me,
0: probably with some kind of uh, some kind of um,
3: anger issues. I, I found out. I I did find out uh, later from a friend that I had that worked in that same county department that the guy has extreme anger issues and they've been hoping people would turn in complaints so they could mount it against them and get them the hell out.
0: I was actually going to say probably wearing some kind of um, eye covering of some sort because the intimidation factor.
3: No, no, no. Uh, this guy didn't. He looked but he did stare you straight in the eye and he did not blink. Did he do the eye um, bone? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I won't forget this guy as long as I live. But not because he intimidated me, but because I was just astonished to have a police officer yelling at me. It, it, what sounded like, yeah, he was getting pretty close to the top of his lungs. And um, I don't remember the whole lecture, but I do remember the last part of it. And the last part of it ended with, and the only reason you're not getting a ticket was because I couldn't pace you. So what happened was, is I was driving on a road where it had multiple lanes. And I knew the traffic pattern for that hour of that day of the the week. It was a weekend. And so I had my Monte Carlo. And I knew the dimensions of it very well. I walked my car I walk all the way around my car. I get a feel for it. I practice parking parallel, the whole nine yards. I have a very good understanding of any car that I drive before I drive it so that I know where I can merge without hitting somebody else, even though it may not appear that way. And um, I pride myself on that. So I was switching lanes. Now, Virginia had a law they had specifically defined at that time. I don't know if it's changed since then. But at that time, in the uh, mid to late 90s, they redefined shark driving. And shark driving is where you're changing lanes either without a turn signal multiple times uh, or you have not allowed your turn signal to blink on, off, on, off, on, off. That So three times on, off, minimum. So I'd allow my turn signal to blink three times on off and then I changed lanes so by the time I got over it had blinked five or six times and I was definitely exceeding the speed limit the problem was is the officer who was catching up behind me he wasn't set up to just point a gun at me while he's in motion and get my speed he actually had to pace me for whatever amount of clip whatever the law dictated at that time and because of the fact that I could I knew my car's perimeter and I could merge and just, I was just weaving through it like a needle, you know, just weaving right through. He couldn't keep up with me. When I took the exit ramp, I slowed down like real quick. There was nobody behind me. I did it safely, but I slowed down very quickly because the exit ramp was a 45 mile per hour, which is 10 under the speed limit of the road that I was on, which I was definitely exceeding at the time. So, as soon as he got behind me, I was already under the speed limit. Woo! So technically he pulled me over, but he had nothing to charge me with. So, you know, at the end of the whole rant, I'm a dumb, dumbass. When I heard the part about the only reason I'm not getting a ticket is because he couldn't pace me, my dumbass opened my mouth and said, am I free to go then? I thought he was going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> I, I, I really thought the guy's, like, a blood vessel in his brain, just one of the main ones was just going to go, and he was just going to keel over. Because it looked like the amount of pressure from his anger was like, that elevated. And um, he, he stormed back to his car and then just pulled out, peeled rubber, pulled out right around me, just took off. And I'm going, I... Hope he doesn't break the lawn. (laughs) (laughs) And I I continued on my way to to the business meeting that I had to go to that I was uh, I turned out I was right on time for after that.
2: (laughs) I would never claim to be the world's greatest driver, but I do have some rules. And one of them is never, ever drive angry.
0: Yeah, there's that. Now, um, to kind of go along with that anger thing. There's a small problem that we can run into with, uh, with the police, especially because the ones who are the ones who would model themselves with the term peace officer, those are the good guys. They're the ones who are out there trying to make sure that everybody stays safe. Nobody's pissing off anybody else unduly. And everybody's finding a way of just dealing with life and
3: just moving along. My, um, I have a relative who he started out as a peace officer, which was not a policeman, but just a civilian who goes through certain levels of police training, very basic stuff, as well as pistol, uh, pistol training and a test on pistol handling. They actually have to fire the gun and everything else. And uh, eventually he did. He used as a stepping stone and became a police officer. And yeah, they, they they keep their eyes open. They're instructed, you know, look, just because you have a revolver and you have the right to use it and you have the the recognized badge because the county and state that he was in, they actually had badges for police, peace officers. It's still better to call us and let us take care of it than for you to do it.
0: Yeah. Now, see, where is going with that, though, is that we know for well the vast majority of police have a weapon of some kind. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the vast majority, almost exclusively, have a weapon that is, well, lethal. There are some who, fortunately, are wielding also, besides a slug thrower, for lack of a better term for it, an incapacitating device it could be it could be a taser and i use taser very loosely because that's a trademark term believe it or not yes taser is not just a generic term it's it's an actual trademark one though so in my case that might also prove lethal yeah and of course there are other incapacitating uh, noxious chemicals uh mace pepper spray that kind of thing um Bridget- there's
3: actually a guy who did a, a video um where he allowed with uh, they had paramedics by nearby and, and so on and so forth and what it was is he allowed the police to you and and like another company as well that was developing systems to shoot him with non-lethal stuff like a beanbag gun a projectile uh projectile thrower that through something akin to a paintball, but it actually had pepper spray or pepper powder or something like that in it, mm-hmm. and but all these different things. And what they did was, is they were able to analyze how effective they were upon impact. Sorry. As well as he continually revisited them, so that they could analyze the bruising effects and the um, how they shaped. So that if they, you know, if they knew they hit somebody with, like, say, the pepper ball thrower, that they knew what the markings were going to look like if somebody showed up in a hospital with them. Okay, fair enough. Because, you know, if it's this paintball, you're going to have paint. You're going to have paint residue. You're going to have something like that. Where if it's a pepper one, you're going to have the residue that's, you're going to have these uh, particular types of bruising marks that are also going to have irritations caused by the powder. So yeah. they're going to be similar, but they're going to have significant differences to tell them apart. So this was all really good, valuable scientific data. You know, somebody's, and it was really cool to see, look, they've got a lot of these potential things that they could be using to not kill somebody, but to still incapacitate them and even being less likely to kill than, uh, you know, have that nasty side effect than a taser would. So, yeah it's, so it's really neat the the advances that they're trying to make to do as little harm as possible.
0: yeah, to that end, by the way, uh Bridget, since you sorry, you're a medical expert more than anything else. Um, I would assume that you've got some a little bit of a little bit of knowledge on how nasty I guess it's probably the nicest way of putting it uh, some some of these particular items are like um, electricity being a run through somebody, uh, pepper spray slash mace being used on folks. It's it's not considered lethal, generally speaking, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not dangerous, right?
5: Um, well, I mean, as far as tasing people, uh, people have died from that, from being tased. Um, I don't know of anyone who has from pepper spray i'm sure that it, it could happen if someone's allergic to some of the components that are in it um but you know pepper spray is definitely not pleasant it's not meant to be um but it you know, does cause problems with shortness of breath and coughing and it's very painful to get on your skin and um you know it does induce panic and, and fear in people when they get hit with it i mean of course it would
0: yeah. Now to kind of go along with that, the the uses of pepper spray are, at, at least as far as the um, a, a, as far as the respiration system, is to basically be a huge, massive irritant into the lungs mm-hmm. because it it causes, like you said, shortness of breath. You can't breathe properly. You can't get enough to you run because you you run out of breath well, really quickly. Well, hold on a second somebody who has asthma Mm
2: -hmm.
0: could that in your in in your general opinion and i'm not holding you to anything Mm -hmm. as a medical licensee like that in your opinion somebody who has who would otherwise be carrying an inhaler for instance could they be at risk for serious bodily injury
5: yeah i i would certainly think so um yeah, you know, especially as it pertains to causing you know swelling in your um, you know eyes, ears, and throat. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see where it would cause someone to you know suffocate. Yeah.
2: A lot like CS gas, uh, it's designed to uh, irritate the mucous membranes, so mm-hmm. it causes your eyes to water up. It's I'm sorry. And, and I that that,
5: that, well, go ahead, Joseph. Sorry. Uh,
2: Crystalline, fuck, I don't remember. Um, it's it's tear gas, basically. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, in the military, our our version of it is CS gas, but it's it, it basically it's just tear gas. Okay, yeah, that's that's it's
5: very painful. Um, I don't know how it's. I mean, it just it burns, it stings, it's. And everybody
2: and everybody who's been through basic training knows exactly what it's like.
5: Uh.
2: Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> yes. When you go think... through the bunker
5: and yeah. you just want to get away from it.
1: <laughs> I just think um uh, with my recent experiences with uh episodes of shortness of breath, I think if I got hit with pepper spray, I think <laughs> it would be more concerned about having a heart attack from the uh panic it would induce. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Because I, I will speak from a fair bit of experience on this one. There, at least in my life so far, there has never been an experience more utterly terrifying than not being able to breathe for no outside reason. Like, okay, uh have to hold your breath because you're water. Okay, that's a controlled thing. Uh, some kind of noxious thing in the air. You have to hold your breath for for something like that. Okay, fine. Uh, walking down the street, suddenly it feels like you've sprinted up a bunch of stairs at full bore for 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, you, well, me, um, there's a fair bit of panic involved there, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're thinking to yourself, and I still do to this day, even though I've been clear for, well, over a year now. Um, every time I look at even a half dozen stairs, I keep asking myself, is this the, is this the one where I reach the top and I pass, uh, you know, and, and it happens again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you've got, you've got some, some knowledge of what, what the fear of that feeling would probably be like.
1: Yeah. So, you know, if I see, um. Well, I can guarantee you this. I, I see a, a police officer walking towards a group that I'm in carrying that big red bottle. I'll be the first one to drop a knee, put my hands behind my back and say, I am not resisting.
5: And yeah, actually, that- no, I won't
1: even say I'm not resisting because that's usually a trigger word for these guys to um, flex their muscle, shall we say. Yeah. Funny you should put it that way because you you actually delivered us right in the hand
0: of where I wanted to be. Because I don't know tech's been waiting on this particular picture, and this is actually one of the pictures that I specifically was thinking about, and thank you for that. <clears throat> Tech, go ahead and explain it for the for the nice folks what picture it is that you got
3: there so um this is a picture of a officer who uh, was later terminated for his actions and even tried to pay to have the picture removed from the internet, but it keeps making its rounds. Um, Any time it's taken down somewhere, it pops back up again. And to, for those who are only listening and have no visual, there are a bunch of kids staging a protest. Now, they're and, being peaceful. And, they're
0: sitting down. Well, huh? hold, hold on a second. Uh, to be fair, by kids, these are college young adults, adults. kids. Yes.
3: These are young Wish adults. Everybody understand
0: this one. Which, which college was this one again? This was uh, uh USC?
3: UC Davis. Um, was, UC Davis, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is the Occupy Protests.
5: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yep. So this yeah. goes back to what was it, 2013?
3: Something like that. What, what was, was the byline that? on that? 12. Uh, 2012. Okay. So um, it, it came out in 2012 that he had been terminated. Yeah, don't um, don't
0: lose that page. Make sure that I can put it into the show notes later. We will. All
3: so right. I I mean there's multiple articles of this that are still online. As it should um, be. Yeah, as it should be. So he, wa- he this is a still image, but you, can, the first results were actually video of this action. And what he's doing is he, he since they're protesting and they're all sitting there and they're just being tame and, and, and not doing anything other than being nonviolent. One of the things that some officers, depending on what county they're in and so on and so forth, what permissions are granted by whatever property they're on, can do things like use pepper spray to try to get encourage them to hey get up and get out of the out of the way kind of thing.
0: It encourage. He
3: has a big yeah. He has a I use encourage loosely. Yeah. Um he has a big red can that has a pistol grip on it. Uh the pistol grip is something like what you would see if you went to a paint store for a spray paint can to spray paint like a, a, a vertical wall or something like that. Um imagine taking a can of silly string and putting a, a, a pistol grip on that. There you go. <clears throat> and he is spraying this can contains pepper spray uh, literally on the heads. Now the stream is th- wide. the stream is an inch wide when it's as it starts to disperse out from the can. there he is literally hosing them down with this stuff. This is not like what you see when you're buying somebody uh, for their purse or for their pocket. Or for their car, one of those little pepper spray wrapped in leather kind of getups, which does a thin stream, almost like through a miniature straw kind of stream. This no, is, no, no. This, this, this is more is, akin to a fire extinguisher. Yeah, this yeah. is crowd control. Yes, mm-hmm. this is something that they use in like mobs. Okay, they're just lined up and sitting down. So he just casually walks up and down and hoses them down. Now, mind you we're talking about the stuff here that irritates the lining of the lungs, irritates the skin that it comes in contact with. It irritates eyes, any kind of mucous membranes, so on and so forth. And he's not just like spritzing them, you know, like you would a cat or a dog if you were that kind of person uh, with like a little uh, spray bottle where you squirt, squirt, squirt. No, no. This is like Joey said, hosing them down with something that could potentially kill them if they have any of those kinds of problems that we previously talked about.
0: Yeah, now before you before you go any much further on, uh, for those of you that are for whatever reason you know not looking at or don't particularly remember this, this particular person, I don't remember if they were an officer, if they were security force on the on the job at the school, whatever the case was, doesn't matter. But the point of it was Saying that they were being hosed down is not an exaggeration. I remember seeing the stills and the video at the time, mm-hmm. and this guy was standing a meter or less from these people who were sitting on the ground, arms linked, and literally walked, paced back and forth, and sprayed back and forth on these guys. Like I said, as if it were a fire extinguisher. All on these people's heads and faces,
5: and there was so, no call for that. No, not no at no all. No. They were they were no threat.
3: Yeah, right now, and they used this this image. Uh, the guy's name is was Lieutenant or is uh, John Pike. He was a lieutenant at the time, uh, so definitely whatever. Um, he uh, he was used as basically the poster child. Of ex- excessive, as the article says, excessive police reaction to the Occupy protests.
0: Yep, which is exactly where I wanted to um, get us to. Excuse me, okay.
3: get he, us to at this point. C. Davis uh, was the employment it was where he was employed. Yeah.
0: Okay, so this is this is where we're going to end up because even though this is kind of what prompted the whole damn thing, and I know it took a long time to get to the specific. Again, it's one of those things where you know context matters entirely with so much of this stuff. These are the problem people. The people who, they're in the job, but they've got serious issues with anger management, with impulse control, with God complexes, with feeling their own sense of power entitlement, for lack of a better way of putting it. And we know people who are like this, yep. and it doesn't even have to be in police. We've grown up with people who are like that, who <coughs> never grew out of their terrible twos. Yes, go this for it. What, man. This is what we
2: could call bully cops. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's exactly and, what it is. Yeah, you know, we we have discussed now two types of cops: the peacekeeper, which is the favorable kind, and the bully cop, which you know we've all heard a story about from one place or another. There is another type that I have personal experience with that I would like to discuss real quick, and that is the quota chaser.
5: Mm.
2: Yeah. Shortly after the untimely demise of my 93 Chevy Corsica, rest in peace. Um, Are you sure it's not revolutions in peace? Oh. I, I think it. I think it revolved quite enough. Thank you. Fair enough.
5: Rest in pieces. Um,
2: oh, it's in pieces. All right. But shortly thereafter, I was continuing the road trip that I was on. This time in a rental car uh, with my good friend uh, Aaron, and we were on, I believe, I eighty going through New York. He'd driven pretty much all night, so he was tired and fell asleep, and I took over driving. We were passing near, and I'm i am not sure how to pronounce it correctly, Utica, or Utica? No, you got it right the first time. Utica. Passing near Utica, and uh, saw a Highway Patrol SUV coming down the other way, and literally, we had just passed a um, we had just passed one of those dirt road crossing points on the interstate. You know what I'm talking about—the little U-turn points that police and emergency vehicles use. Um, he had swung around and was he flipped on his lights and was coming up behind us. Now, the here's the thing. I had not – I'm sure I was over the speed limit by probably a ha- less than five miles per hour or something of that sort. But I was following the flow of traffic, and I was in the process of trying to get into the left-hand lane and pass a large cargo van that had uh, ladders hanging off the roof – and I noticed that the ladders were not exactly secure, so I didn't want to be behind him, so I wanted to get around him and in front of him. This is when the officer you know flipped on his lights and came after us. He pulled me over saw that i was that I was a service member, saw that we were in a rental vehicle, and you know he he asked, "You know, do you know why I pulled you over." Well, I got you speeding. Uh, you were doing, you know, like 82 and a 75. Which, again, we were just following the flow of traffic. Yeah. Well, but I'm going to cut you some slack here. Instead of writing you up for speeding, I'm going to say that, you know, this is a rental car. You don't know. Uh I'm going to write you up for a technical violation, uh, faulty speedometer reading. And he wrote me a ticket for 180 some dollars. <laughs> and I know exactly why he did it. It was that time of the month near the end of the month where, well, you got to generate that revenue somehow. And what better way than when you see an out of state plate on a on a car and you see a guy who is clearly out of state who's not gonna show up to court to contest the ticket. Yep. At least that's what they hope. Well because I'm sorry, there's
3: been there have been plenty of cases where somebody's out of state plates because they're moving into the area they just got the ticket for.
2: Yeah. Well, this wasn't the case.
1: Well I will put money that uh, some of the roads I drive to work within the next week and a half are suddenly going to have an increased uh, presence. I, I mean, check your
3: lights front and back, check your turn signals.
1: <laughs> no, no, I've, I've heard this so many times, um, even here. Like the, the police chief will, uh, to borrow a phrase, will swear on a stack that there are no quotas. Yet, usually around the last week to week and a half of the month, um, I will see intersections, I will see police presence in residential areas, because here, um, well, like you guys, we have school zones. uh, But we also have like certain residential areas where they drop it down even further, uh, just because kids and I can understand that one because I've seen way too many close calls on certain roads. Um, but they'll be out there. Um, there. One place I used to live, um, coming into the neighborhood, there was a road and then you could, um, well, basically came to a T intersection and I would always turn right. And I remember coming home from work one day and I, pull up to that, uh, intersection. And, uh, yeah, there's two cruisers, uh, each with a, and yeah, two cruisers and two officers waiting, uh, anybody that's going to do a rolling stop or anybody that is going to try to blow through the stop sign, they're going to nail them mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. now.
1: Okay. Cynically. Yes. I know it's the quota thing, but given where they were and what they were doing, and what their presence uh, was hopefully preventing. I was actually half tempted to go buy these guys a coffee because they were at the entrance to a residential area where people are known to shortcut through to get to one of the main roads. And yeah, at the end of the day they will blow through those signs and they will go down that road doing 30, 40 miles an hour. And with two residential complexes on either side of the road, the chance of uh, a kid running out in the street, very very high. Um, and, and again, that's kind of where I was kind of on, on a split mind. Is like, okay, yeah, I know what you're doing, but at least here I'm sensing some good intentions.
2: Well, yeah, for for a situation like that, I would say that's m- much more a just a public safety kind of thing rather than uh, deliberate. Uh, well, quota chasing.
0: Yeah, uh, like I said earlier, I mean, there, there are levels of dickishness that could be justified, even if it's not necessarily what you should be doing. It's one of those wide gray lines that you're not quite sure where you should be leaning towards. Yeah, you really shouldn't be, you know, getting on everybody's case, but you're kind of preventing... Really bad, so
2: well, I'm not quite sure. Um, like like Dallin said, if if it is that, if it is a known problem area, and the risks to those uh, uh, to any bystanders are are high, then yeah, I can see that being a completely legitimate and understandable thing to do. Oh yeah, I'm I'm completely right on board on that. But the idea of doing it towards the... Now, if they only do it at a specific time of the month or something like that, then whatever the good intentions may be, then, yeah, I would have to say that is... Definitely
0: qualifies as in the dickishness category. Yeah, and the funny part of it is, theoretically, it would be relatively easy enough to get records to try to find out what tickets are issued, when, where, and do some statistical analysis to figure out over the last, you know, I don't know, year, five, when are there are there clumps in the data for when they happen? Mm-hmm. Statistically, from month to month, from year to year, you could probably find data and and knows all too well all you got to do is put all that information to a database and then just slice and dice them records and find all the little bits and pieces the bobs and babs that are that are outliers or actually clumping all together because that's all we love to do isn't it just take database records and find all the pieces that say yep that's what you're looking for that's what you found Leave me up to you. Leave me out to hang here, man.
2: Well, I'm. I've spoken enough thus far tonight, but there's still one more thing I got to talk about. So I don't want to, you know, flood the flood the waves with my voice. Well, I guess we'll see. Tech, are you still conscious?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. Because I was talking to you and you never responded. Okay, never mind. Perfectly fine.
3: I'm sorry, I was reading another article about that UC Davis uh, event um, and the, uh, the campus police officers. Um, it was saying that the ones that they were spraying down were actually, had actually, before they got sprayed, had uh, barred, attempted to bar the police officers from moving because the police officers had arrested a bunch of people. So they were trying to block the police from leaving with those people, uh, and even though they're sitting there and it's obvious, he could just walk around them. <laughs> the police decided, "Oh, yeah, all right, fine. You're going to stand in front of us. Pepper spray.
0: Well, in that case, just sit. So, yeah, that that makes all the difference in the world.
3: I mean, honestly, for as far as keeping the peace goes, I just would have walked around them. But you know,
0: yeah, there's See, some,
3: sometimes you got to teach
0: yeah again you know they're, they're levels of dickiness mm. yes um joe i know that you've got uh you've got one other piece but uh we're getting pretty close on to uh closing up so i just wanted to double check uh bridget uh we are kind of getting close in uh if i know for what you had your thing if if i don't know exactly what it is so if there's something that you'd like to drop you know if if you want to go ahead and drop it now's probably your best opportunity unless you want to hold it for another point. It's entirely up to you if, if, if you just want to hold off on it and, or if you want to drop it in.
5: Well, um, I did have an incident uh, in my family. It was some years ago with uh, police officers acting badly, I guess you could say. Um, but my uh, grandfather was... You know an ex while well, he was a veteran, he was ex-navy. and yeah you know, had PTSD and things like that was pretty afraid of you know, pretty much anybody outside of the family. And there was an incident at his house where someone had called the police because he had been cleaning guns, um, and one of them went off in the house. And so when the police came out there, they told him to come out of the house. And he was afraid and he, you know, told them over my dead body, I'm not coming out. You're going to have to come in and get me. And instead of coming in to get him, they just shot him through a sliding glass door and killed him. And ever since that point, I've been really afraid of of law enforcement. Mm -hmm. You know, understandably so, I guess. Yeah. And... Yeah, you know, the it was just it was a shock that they could do something like that. Which, it happens.
2: if I may, Susan,
5: mm-hmm. you may that
2: that most certainly brings me to the next topic that I wanted to discuss. Which It'll
0: have to be quick, of course.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, it's probably the worst kind, the cowboy. Yeah. That's probably the best characterization. The rhinestone kind? If only. No, the, oh, con- if the, only. Kind, the kind that sees himself as perfectly within his uh, rights and authority to do so and thinks that he is doing the right thing. You know what? Hold on a second. Let me, let me, let me pause you there
0: right, right for a second. It's not in his rights and authority. In the cowboy's mind, it's in his
2: authority, and no. his authority is the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is. I, I don't want to, you know, liken it to Judge Dread, but yeah, I mean, there's truthfully in
0: this particular kind of situation. Can you can you think of a more apt way of thinking about it?
2: No, not really, but. I myself have three examples. Thankfully, none of them quite as tragic as uh, Bridget's. All right, uh, only because we uh, only because I, of the time frame. Let's just keep it to I'm, one. Well, I'm just going to go through them very uh, succinctly.
0: All right.
2: First one: very shortly after I moved into my apartment, I just pulled all my things out of storage, including my guns, which I have many. I was cleaning them so that I, I brought them into my apartment so I could clean them so that I could take them down to the local gun shop and see what I could get for them. Apparently somebody called the police. The police showed up unbeknownst to me, unbeknownst to my roommate at the time. uh, I was outside talking on the phone with my mom. Uh, My roommate answered the door. The police shoved their way in, put her uh, back against the wall uh, on the bed, came out, got me, put us. They detained us both, with our backs to the wall on the bed, and searched my apartment and seized every firearm I own over the course of two hours. Before finally giving all the serials to dispatch and finding out that all my guns were legal.
3: You have, did they have a warrant?
2: No, that is. What I, that was what i was going to address next an unwarranted search and seizure and it was because and i found this out from a un, uninvolved officer from that precinct that they thought they had crashed a big black market gun running cash
3: well had they it they would have lost the court case without a warrant yeah well that was
0: stupid uh, well, yeah, well, yes, again, no, because they could have gotten a, they could have gotten away with. We got a tip. There was no time to get a warrant. We had probable cause, yada yada, whatever. Fuck off.
2: But you know, no time for that when you've got that much bravado.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: secondly, was uh, August of 2016. I had an, a, a medical emergency. We still don't know what the cause of it was.
3: Is that but, the one where you
2: yeah. were delirious yeah. and all that? I, yeah. I, I effectively had... Uh, the, the only thing that I've found that fits the bill thus far is heat stroke or an aneurysm. It had removed my cognitive ability, pretty much. I was acting purely on instinct. Police were called... I responded combatively. They uh they detained me and got me in an, into an ambulance and one of the officers had told the paramedics he must be on bath salts or something. I've never seen anything like this. The issue with that is that it affected everything that followed from that point. They didn't they didn't give me an EKG until well after I had already recovered. In other words, the police officer had falsely
3: given a medical uh, report. Yes. Diagnosis.
2: Yeah. They were looking, they, they sedated me. I was out for several days, damn near died from it, and had to be put on respiration. Um, they did three toxicology reports on me, all of which came back negative for anything. Yeah, so after they,
3: the first one, they should have been already going, huh, you know. Well, you
0: know for well, after if if they do one and it comes up negative, okay, maybe something went wrong. Cause th- that can Bridget, back me up on this one. If a toxicology comes back negative and you're pretty sure there should have been something, doing a second one would seem to be the prudent thing to do.
5: Well, maybe a second one if you thought the test kit was faulty or something, but...
0: Okay, but it's, it's, it's highly
2: unlikely that it would be, but it's yeah. still
5: possible.
2: Well, let's just say it's highly unlikely that two tests would be compromised. Right. Three. After,
5: after two, I would think, okay, that's...
2: <laughs> yeah. And still, after that, when I was released and my insurance company had taken over, the hospital had reported to my insurance company that the cause was an overdose of an unknown drug. That's bullshit. Which resulted in me having to have a big fight with my freaking insurance company. Mm -hmm. And the third, third example that I have is actually very, very recent. I'm not going to get into any details, but simply enough, there was an argument. The argument escalated, but blows were not exchanged. Police were called with the expectation that all the parties involved would be sat down, you know, separated from each other so that everybody could get with so cooler minds could prevail. Unfortunately, the police uh, arrested me and then proceeded to put me in county jail for the evening. I found out later that I was being brought, I was being arraigned on charges of simple assault. Now, all of this I can deal with. What I can't deal with is when I was given my arraignment, I was given the police report. I read the police report and I, there are some portions of it that are just plain inaccurate. But the thing is the narrative of the police report is worded as such that it could be construed that I literally went to get a weapon specifically to attack someone which was not the case and both me and the other party involved agreed that this is a completely inaccurate report unfortunately it's not the party that's pressing charges. It's the city, which means most likely what's going to happen is I'm going to, uh, I ha- I have to go to trial and I will be facing the charge. And the most likely uh, if convicted, the most likely thing that I'm going to be facing is probably two years probation Um. A, I'm probably going to have to go to an anger management class, which will cost money and time. And the, the class
3: is bullshit, too. But, I had, to...
2: but the thing that gets me, w- which is why I'm saying that this is both a si- situation of a cowboy cop and a uh, a glory seeker, I think well, is basically what it comes down well, to. Well, I was going to say quota chaser. Because this happened just a couple days ago. So basically the last two weeks of the month. And what is commonplace for this kind of offense from the sources that I've spoken to is that I will probably receive a fine for several hundred to possibly several thousand dollars.
0: So here's here's the takeaway when all is said and done because we're uh forgive me guys, we're we're kind of running up against the, the wall at this point, but I, I want to kind of put a bow on the whole damn thing.
3: I'm okay with it.
0: Okay. Um I think what we what we need is a is a takeaway on all this is that as we said, you know, early on, we generally speaking have a respect for the office of the peace officer, the police officer, the organization that is supposed to keep everybody safe from everybody else and to keep everybody harmonious with everybody else. The office of. What we've got a real problem with are the people that abuse that trust, abuse the power that goes along with it, that thinks themselves engrandized because they're part of it. The organizations that have some kind of sway over what's done simply because they can increase the coffers in order to pay for said organization. And on top of the whole damn thing, the ones that find it, for whatever reason, personally gratified. Personal gratification. That's a better wording for it. For fulfilling whatever sycopantic fantasy they've got. That they are the end-all be-all. And everybody else should be respecting their authority. And the problem of it is. The bad cases continue. When they shouldn't. For whatever reason. And there are numerous reasons. If you are in these organizations, to use the expression, don't be that guy. If you're in these organizations and you see somebody being that guy, find a way to let somebody know that they're being that guy one way or another. Because really, the job that we expect is to protect and serve you need to protect those people that you swore an oath to protect and if you can't do that you don't need to be in the job if you can't do that you shouldn't be in the job it's an important one there's supposed to be some honor there be careful there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes along with that, but we'll just have to save that for another time. So we're up against the wall on time ourselves, so we need to get on out of here. So everybody, as always, thank you very much for being part of the show with us tonight. We hope that you had some entertainment, listen to all of us talk through our positions, and hope that you found something worthwhile in them and kind of had something worth thinking about for yourself also at this point. Uh, Yes, I did put my glasses on because my eyes are starting to get a little dried out because it's getting a little bit late over here. So let me go ahead and say goodnight for everybody. Uh, Joseph, thank you very much for your time. I know that you've been having a couple of problems all through the night at at this point, but thank you very much for even trying to be here with us for the time that you were able. Yeah, I should. um, I've
4: got some. uh, Well, I've got a capacitor to replace if I want to fix that problem.
0: So. Fun time there. Good luck with it. Yeah, well, it's going to cost about
4: 60 cents. But it's a soldering job.
0: I'll be better next week. Take care, sir. Fair enough. Thanks so much, man. Under tech, you take good care of yourself, man, and uh, glad you're able to make it. You have yourself a good weekend.
3: Uh, I plan to. i got a project to work on tomorrow with me and my son and it should be very interesting and I can show him a couple neat uh, techniques for the Project that we're working on to make things uh, the the results better than what the expected results would normally be. It'll be an improvement.
0: Fair enough. We'll so. see. Been looking forward to seeing how that turns out. I want to see you guys on BattleBots again. <laughs> we were never on BattleBots. I don't care. I'd like to see that anyway. Anyway, so you have yourself good, Joey. Thank you very much, uh, many times over. And uh, you try to have yourself a good rest tonight, huh? Not much else to do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bridget, of course, thank you very much for your time. And um, thank you dearly. And like I I said in the chat, I'm terribly sorry for all of what you guys and your family had to go through with it all. But thank you very much for sharing. And uh, I hope that you have a, a decent rest of your weekend, too.
5: Uh, Thank you. You too. And if anybody wants to come check out my blog, it's at BridgetFitch2112.repress.com or you can find me on Facebook as Bridget Fitch.
0: And Dallin, I know this was a little on the weird
1: side. You didn't have quite as much airtime as you (laughs) should Maybe I would call that, uh, I consider myself fortunate. Um, I mean, I know we've all had experiences with, law enforcement i've had my own but it's never been anywhere near as egregious as some of the people here tonight so i'll consider myself lucky on that one uh it's not to say that this kind of um douchebaggery does not exist north of the border in fact it does uh i have just been thus far lucky enough to not have experienced it firsthand yeah i was i was going to say specifically that uh exactly that piece so thank you yeah I'm too much of a goody two-shoes anyway.
5: No, <laughs> I well, always have tea. that's still no guarantee.
1: No, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I could uh, I, I could be as straight-laced as anybody and probably still end up on somebody's...
2: I'm bad. Well, you could. Good. I have
5: a very short story that I could throw in there. Yeah, yeah. go for on it. my 30th birthday, I went to go renew my driver's license and found out that there was a bench warrant for my arrest for failure to appear but nobody could tell me to appear for what or where there was no paperwork attached to the warrant didn't hmm. matter I still got arrested still had to uh, bail myself out and nobody could tell me what I was in trouble for okay yeah
2: um,
1: wow
5: yeah that's always fun
1: yeah. well I am going to find out if I've got something like that against me as soon I just uh, went in to renew my, uh, my Nexus membership yesterday uh which yeah. is the trusted traveler uh what they call down in the states um and of course they do all your background stuff for that i mean they're they're yeah. pretty stringent i mean i had to give them five residential addresses the first time i applied because i hadn't lived in any one place longer than uh 5 years okay. and even now i had to give them three for this last one so and that that tweaks a lot of people's interest when they see that. Like, why are you moving around so much?
5: Uh-huh.
1: Now, the last time I was able to say uh, divorce, and they understood right away. Uh, this time, I could be there a little bit longer. We'll see.
5: Well, at least you're not trying to get uh, you know Canadian residency, because in that case, they want to know every actress you have ever lived at.
0: Not, not that we're saying that any of us have <laughs> investigated that possibility.
5: <laughs> But every single one for oh, all life. The condos, home. not that big.
0: Don't worry. Worst worst case scenario, um, we can uh, some of us can live on your on your um, on your outside uh, porch because I mean we've, we've got <laughs> cooking facilities out there. So yeah, yeah keep keep you nice and warm too. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, of course, as always, thank you for all that you
1: do, for us, Man. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um and what you're just talking about, of course, is the audio version of this, which is available as a subscribable podcast over at holycrafthevlogcast.com. Uh, and as for myself, if ever I uh am conscious enough to do a conscious stream about stuff that um maybe we touch on here, or maybe just other stuff that uh raises the hackles, uh, you can pick that up over at in the wind.yo5.ca. Thank you, man. Appreciate
0: it uh so for all of you that are watching as a matter of fact and chiming in over in the live chat thank you very much uh trippin and stephanie thank you and uh by the way for anybody that's not paying attention to it uh trippin it says uh thanks for all you do for us Shujin and crew um uh, no worries you know we do it because well uh i've kind of got them roped into a five billion year contract so it's all good and you know like I said, you know, so long as it stays being fun, keep doing it, and we can afford. Right now, free is affordable, so there's that. And uh, Joey, uh, Stephanie is saying uh, Joey needs a crowdfunder for a good lawyer. So, um, are if uh, if if elected, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, if if nominated, <laughs> will you accept? If elected for money, will you uh, will you serve? Uh, I I don't know how that how it's supposed to play out.
2: All I will say at this point is that I have every I have every intention of representing myself in this case. Um and yes I know you're probably thinking bad idea. Mm, yeah. However, I while I will be representing myself in the case, I should also note that um I I am going to uh, I have already uh, spoken with a public defender, and they don't they don't see a problem with it. They seem to think I am competent enough to handle this. However, I have I do have, still have the option of availing myself of a public defender, so that should not be a problem.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, Stephanie is uh, putting the quote that I was thinking also. Uh, A fool has himself for a lawyer, which is uh, a bastardized version of it, but we know where you're going. Uh, I guess uh, on behalf of all of us, just uh, be careful, huh? Fair enough. But otherwise, for all of you that are listening or watching at the moment, thank you very much. We hope that you had yourself uh, a good time. If you'd like to check up on all the stuff that we've got, as well as all the past episodes, of course, you can check out the YouTube channel over here or take swing over to the main page for all of our links. And be, of course, as mentioned, holycrapthevlogcast.com. If you would like to send money in support of Joey, you can... If you would like to, please remember we're recording this in uh, mid July twenty eighteen. So in uh, twenty twenty three, you may not necessarily be sending. In twenty twenty three, you can send us campaign contributions. Okay, just so you know, that's that's for a later date. But if you do, for some strange hey, at
2: component... least at least, at least at at least you know, I've already got the military service. Uh, I'm not Catholic anymore. <laughs> Wow. And all my scandals, at least, are out in the open long beforehand.
0: You do know what happened with the last uh, the last Roman Catholic president
2: of the United States, though. You know hence that. Why, right? Hence, why I, I specify I'm I haven't been Roman Catholic in well over a decade.
0: Yeah, there's a uh, there's a there's a joke in there for you, history buffs. Um, it's um. I was going to make some kind of reference to a red carpet, but I, I think I'm kind of digressing a little bit. No, no, it was the, it was the green knoll. It, well, a red knoll at that point. but that's a whole other. If you'd like to send some of that money, you can earmark it one way or another. Patreon.com slash HCTV, and you can kind of let us know. I'm not expecting anybody to go ahead and send any money, but if you do, just know full well that
2: it would be appreciated you are, of course, under no obligation whatsoever. Allow me to just say this for right now i I don't want your money <laughs> i I don't need I don't need it. This is not that big a deal. Um, it's this a two mis- pass. It's 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 a misdemeanor anyway. Kind of like um, trying to enter the country, uh,
0: quote unquote, illegally, huh?
2: I mean, come on. Let's face it. I'm I'm 32 years old, and I've got an absolutely spotless criminal record something they had to give. Yeah, good point. You, you're not going to make it through life in America without at least something.
0: Yeah, I've always thought about the idea of uh, waiting until I hit about, you know, 65 and then knocking <laughs> over a, a bank. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, who's going to prosecute a 65-year-old guy that looks like me?
2: Now, I might... Over a- come on. I might put together a Kickstarter just so I can finish rebuilding my truck. I need a new starter and a new... Uh, and whole new break lines.
5: Well, we'll
0: we'll we'll talk about that when when and if it happens. But in the meantime, we got to get the hell out of here because yes. we a little bit on the late side. So as always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. We'll be looking forward to talking with you again. Come next week. And uh, just thank you. So as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And uh, of course, my lady, happy 25th anniversary.
5: Cool.
0: I still love you and I still miss you. And uh, I say it every week, and I don't think I've ever told you guys what it means. Matane. In Japanese, it means good night. Matane, for sure until
1: the next time we get together everybody as always good night night. you've been listening to Holy Crap the Vlogcast feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Google Plus pages theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.